I'm Did you read up. that book, Jeff? Are you going to be like uh, Ricky Bobby no, and just... No, no I, I didn't read that down. book. <laughs> What's... <laughs> Sir, yeah. um, I, like I, I uh, did not pass. read that book, but I, uh, I got something on my, my uh, newsfeed the other day about some international bankers are talking about we need a new Bretton Woods moment. And basically what that means is it's time to redesign international banking again. Well, and, and it, it's funny. Wait, so is that, is that World Economic Forum? In January, is that what that is? I, I I don't think so. I think the World Economic Forum happens all the time, but Bretton Woods happened during the nineteen throes of world. Yeah, during the throes of World War II. I mean, oh. still. This is whenever. This is when. Yeah, this is when the United States sat everybody down. Oh, that's right. They're wrapping up, and they said, "Here's how things are now," and they guaranteed the security of the oceans with their Navy because they were the only ones that had a Navy at that point. And, and Suck they basically it, world. said, <laughs> yeah, well, and they did, but here's the thing is, and what I read about it is really cool. Is like, they said, we'll guarantee the oceans. We'll make sure that you can trade freely without having to worry about being attacked by rival powers or pirates or whatever. So then England, France, and then later Germany and Japan and, and uh yeah those two had a waiting period Russia. not that long though <laughs> i mean they just had to they like just a had 10 to day waiting losing. period right yeah <laughs> basically and then they jumped right in onto it and and they said to england and france and then germany and japan they're like empires are done you're not doing empires anymore and you're not going to have these trade wars with each other anymore free trade that's where like free trade came from was through Bretton woods and so something that I really thought was interesting is, you know, I complain about how much you spend on defense, right? You spend $700 billion a year on defense. And I think we can still cut that. But the Navy, they don't just serve like a military oh, objective. Are you just pandering to the Peterson kids? Yes. <laughs> but but the, We're the, Navy, Navy people. <laughs> the Navy protects our economic interests in a way. They protect the world's economic interests. There is no Navy, even today, what Navy can rival the U.S. Navy? And that's intentional because it allows the United States to dictate trade. And, uh, and that's part of the reason we are the superpower still. I mean, I know China's very powerful, but the reason we can dictate trade is because our Navy ensures the safety of the world's oceans. That's just a, kind of an amazing development that happened from Bretton Woods. Right. So apparently they're talking about shaking it up again and redesigning it. And uh, who knows what that means, but it almost certainly means the U.S. dollar is no longer the international trade currency. I mean, yeah, when you hear about uh, petrodollars, they're basically talking about American dollars. You can't buy or sell oil and gas on the international market without using American dollars. And now they're going to create something called special drawing rights at the World Bank. And that is pegged to the five largest fiat currencies. And, um, but that's, that's where it all is. It's all fiat currencies. And now the, the make world believe bank. In magic. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we mm-hmm. went off the gold standard in the seventies. Fun fact, you know, when, uh, when we announced we were going off the gold standard, France said, um, we're sending our Navy over there to get our gold. We'll bring you all of our dollars. We want the gold. We're not interested <laughs> in any of this. And they did. Their, their Navy literally came over and loaded up with all their, here's what your dollars. three ships they had left. 
yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that makes me, you know, I was, I was talking about uh, this with somebody and it was the question of what does all this money mean if we're not on any of these standards? Basically everything is uh, like all the goods and services are what backs the currency, right? The currency is just kind of this, is things that, that's tacked onto all goods and services we provide in this country, right? Like yeah. that's the real economics. So as long Apparently, as we keep providing yeah. goods and services. Yeah, and, and so, value. yeah, I mean, you're just, you're, everyone's just trading on their labor and goods and expertise and all these things. We're getting paid in credits. Let's just call it what it is. We're getting paid in credits and we're exchanging in credits. Um, but we talk about, you know, the dollar's not backed by gold or silver anymore. It's barely backed by paper, right? Because I've got Venmo right. and, and all these other systems where I'm just moving these digits around. So Bitcoin is going to play a large role in this whole thing. Oh my I, gosh. I so I saw a guy on Twitter and he mentioned he had this, um, this tweet from 2011 where he said, um, All right. Ooh. he said, um, I just sold, he's like, uh, um, a year ago, I sold my Bitcoin that I had bought for six cents. I bought like 1700 Bitcoin for six cents. I sold it for 80 cents. Now it's at $5. How do I feel now? Dude, you hold on that for another, he would have been, had $30 million on a $100 investment. <laughs> Instead and somebody, he got what? How much money did he make? He probably got like 13,000 out of it. But I mean, if you put in a hundred dollars, you come out with 13,000. No, it's not. But be like, ah, if I just held on to it, I'd be a multimillionaire. That's that that whole hindsight game will eat you alive. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. I'm thinking like, what was I doing in 2011? Did I know about Bitcoin? Did I have 50 bucks to I mean, if, do it? Probably did. If you make a if you make a 17,000 percent profit, don't cry too much. No. And the guy said a, somebody from 2017 yeah. tweeted they're like, oh, how do you feel now? He's like, you know, it bums me out, but I'm over it. Like I'm long over it. It's like no, the guy. Not. The guy who had like a 10% share in Apple and sold it for 50 bucks back in 1980 or whatever, you know. So he could buy yeah. an 8-track. Oh, man. <laughs> it was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. It was worth it. So so it, my, my initial reaction to modern monetary theory was just go straight grumpy old man. And I hate this, but I, I learned a few things here recently. Um, I've always been concerned about our... Uh, our debt to GDP ratio, which has recently gone over 100%, one or hundred percent. Right. Um, and that seems shocking, but Japan's debt to GDP ratio is 230%. And they don't seem to be affected. They've got nice low interest rates, a thriving economy. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe the joke's on me. Um, and, and then the other thing they pointed out is when Okay, so the debt. I don't like the debt or the debt and the deficit, but one way to look at it is the government puts $100 into the economy and gets $90 back, creating $10 worth of debt that they have to carry on their books and service. But what that does is that $10 didn't come back. Now that's in the economy. So that's floating around out there. 
So you extrapolate that to our national debt right now, which is roughly in the $20 trillion range. If we start paying that debt down, that's effectively money that we're pulling out of the economy. So on the one hand- Taxes are spending, right? Higher taxes are spending cuts. However we get it back, however we retire that debt, we're pulling money out of the money supply and we're bringing it back and we're paying off bonds and obligations and it's going to reduce the money supply. So there's, there's definitely a negative impact in that. I mean, there, there's the, the fallacy apparently that we all fall into of comparing the, the national budget to a household budget. And we, we've all heard that analogy over and over, but it, it doesn't hold up because a household can't make their own money. You know, it's like if you're a uh, Wait, if you're a country that, that controls. Hoffbucks I don't are think not so. a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I've been printing cash quite a bit lately. Should I not be doing that? If it's working for you, good luck. But yeah, apparently it's, takes it's it. It's got no-no. my face on it, so. But yeah, but but if you're a country that controls your own currency, I mean, and nothing's pegged to gold anymore, I I, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. I I don't know. I mean, we've treated it like it doesn't matter. And here we are. Like, I just bought a house. So seems to be fine. Yeah. I, and I interest just, rates are crazy low. Yeah. And, you know, it looks like the inflation is not out of control. Is about to crash, though. Eh, like I, I'm locked in. I can afford it. There, there's some Why states. Why do you say that? Uh, there's a graphic I was looking at the other day. The per, like state by state. The percentage of people who live in a household that is either two or more rent, two or more months behind on rent or mortgage payments, and are likely to default in the next two months, and it's it's high. Like California is in the thirty percent, Nevada is in the forty percent. Cost of living. Thirty percent of mortgages in California are in that situation. Mortgages and rent, so households that are behind on housing payments. So it could be mortgages, could be rent. I'm just, <clears throat> this is my time. I got screwed in 2008. This is my time to just wait and pounce on a property as it as the floor falls out from under it. This is, it's going to happen. I'm excited this next year. Someone, someone's pain is going to be your gain, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. We're going to feel bad Finally. for them, but it's really good for you. My pain my has fed so many other gains. It's my time. Hey, you fed my gain. Thanks, man. I got that commission, that sweet, sweet $1,600 commission. That sweet percentage. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. It was a couple grand. So. Yeah. The smile on Eric's face is not actual joy. No. <laughs> it's, there's a little bit of pain. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I, I, I sold it for 9000 less than I bought it for 15 years ago. But you know what? I'm happy. It's off my books. 